is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hello, 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 and good news. It's me, Hannah Canningator. I'm your host. This is the podcast where I sit down with a comedic guest and I talk about all the people and the places and the current events affecting the world in a positive way. And we talk all about it. And we remember that the world can be a good place and we have faith in humanity and it's wonderful. This week, my episode guest is Joseph Kibler. Joseph is an actor and a producer and an improviser. He is an amazing human being. He also has a feature-length documentary entitled Walk On, which uh, follows Joseph's own journey. And I'm not going to spoil it right now because we talk about it in the episode, but he has a really incredible story. He's such an inspiring person. Um, So guess what? You just got to listen to find out. But also, then when you're done listening, watch his documentary. Again, it's called Walk On, and you can download it on Amazon Prime or or stream it on Amazon Prime. You can stream it on iTunes. You can find it in most places where you can stream a video online. And, um... Speaking of Amazon, if you want to shop on Amazon and you feel like using my link, you can go do that by going to boardwalkaudio.com slash hello and good news and clicking on the support our artist button. That will take you over to Amazon. Shop around like you normally would shop around. Uh, the only difference is Boardwalk Audio gets a teensy little bit of a kickback from the, from your shopping. Um, and if you like the podcast and you feel like you would want to rate and review it, oh my gosh, I would love you so much. Those ratings and reviews and subscriptions, uh, get me bumped up in search results. So more people like you who are looking for positive podcasts will find me and we can all have a great journey together talking about positive stuff and you listening on the other side of the the earphones or the speakers and then we can just be everyone can be happy so help these poor souls find me in the in the search results and leave a rating and review all right, let's get on to it. I said everything that I wanted to say. Uh, so let's meet Joseph and talk about all the good stuff. Good news. Good news. Good news. Good news. Good news. Good news. Hello. Good news. I think it's time we had some freaking real good news. All right. Well, I'm gonna start recording. I record. I'm started. I you restarted. Started. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm here on a Saturday night. It's me and Joe. Do you go Joseph or Joe? Um, I've been going Joseph lately. Joseph? I think in my adulthood, I've gone to Joseph. I was gonna say it's very adult. Yeah, Joseph. Yes. It sounds sophisticated. It sounds it, and I want to sound f- sophisticated, even if I'm not. <laughs> A sophisticated boy. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Kibler and I are here, and we're on my couch, and we're going to talk about some good news. Uh, are you Are you ready? Have you had a good week? How I've is a, your I've life? Had a good week. <laughs> it's a great life. It's been a good good day. Good. And I'm, I'm ready for some good news. Amazing. Let's see. What do I want to talk about first? Um. Oh, I know exactly what I want to talk about. I think I didn't. Did I pull it up? <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> it'll be a good I'm, search. For yeah, some I good know news. what I want to talk about, but I forgot to bookmark it. Okay, this this is like very recent news. I always feel excited when I actually have like something that is news. Mm-hmm. I guess by the <laughs> so I call myself a journalist um, on the Good News podcast. Um, I guess by the time that when this comes out on Wednesday, it'll be slightly old news. But so since September 28th, uh, this dude, uh, Julia Canales, um, I think that's probably how he said, I don't know. I don't have him here, so I can't double check with him. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, he is a, he's a pilot. He's been flying for Delta for 
uh, year since like the 80s. Um, and his wife works for Delta as well. And he has he has a small plane and he has been doing flights to Puerto Rico with uh, care packages and aid and also like getting people uh, who are injured to treatment, like oh, all wow. privately, um, like just him and his plane. And now they, and now other pilots have joined in as well. There's 10 planes total. That's, that's Isn't that awesome. Amazing. And, um, the initially like all on the, he and his wife's own money too. Uh, they started to go fund me to help with the fuel costs and stuff. Um, it is expensive. It is $4,500 to fly a tiny plane to Puerto Rico round trip. Yeah, no, that's not that's not an easy task or like an easy financial thing to situation to put in yourself, yeah. but like that's so uh, great that they did the GoFundMe. Yeah. But that's I love you know individual people doing good things like yes. doing taking initiative and then the fact that that's having a ripple effect yeah. is even better. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you need like when you start seeing people like oh yeah you know what maybe we have the resources we have the ability to do something yes let's do it yeah exactly uh it makes me so happy especially because like the situation there is bad and the every like just like seeing people step in when the government is not and like in that kind of situation it's it's the best to see and also so they so they've also kind of joined up with the Cajun Navy mm-hmm. which is a volunteer based group out of uh Louisiana which is like kind of a similar thing it's like old like ex not ex like people who uh b- basically it's just a volunteer help group i think and most of them are old uh military members it's great yeah. it's like a, like the like universal human avengers yeah like just Forming a team, just putting together like resources, different places, different yeah. ways of doing it, and just and not relying on the. I mean, it's unfortunate we're in a situation where we can't rely on the government. Yeah, but I also think it's like in those situations, that's when you realize how much you can do on your own. Yeah, and how much impact you can have. And yeah, and you're you're making a trend, and you're getting other people involved, and realize like we're not we're not helpless. We're not. Yeah helpless human beings who just can't find a way yeah uh i was talking about that a little bit last week as well like how how sometimes um like when people it's good sometimes like good can come out of not feel like feeling in a situation where it's like oh we need to step up we need to do something because we are not in a great political situation currently where our think where things are going to be taken care of. And so I feel like, I feel like parts of our country are actually getting better because people are being awesome. Oh, well, (laughs) some of it is not, some of it is not, but like the parts, like people are pulling together and doing good. And that's so cool. I think like I had to put a spin on it, like the good, like, yes. um, Like I knew the moment, with this presidency, yeah, the w- the only thing that would come out of it is like everyone, and this is the kind of conversations I had with my friends, really understanding like, oh wait, we we can't let this happen, like yeah, oh like we actually have to vote, we have to mm-hmm. like it was the first time I can say, and I'll be honest, like that I was starting to go through like ballots and figure out like okay, what actually yeah is going on and what can we do because yeah. it was so scary. It was you'd think. One thing's going to happen, you think yeah. everything's going to be okay. And then when it's not, you realize like, oh, I really should be informed. I really, yes. and I think if nothing else after hopefully not four years, but yeah, after this, we'll all be at least like millennials. Yeah. We'll be ready to go. Yeah. And actually present yeah. in this, in the elections and in just being involved in our communities. Yeah. I think so. I think that is definitely a positive. Same. Like, I got actually really involved in, like, the local elections, which I've always been pretty passive about. But, like, you know, realizing, oh, I need to know... I need to be more involved in all of this. Like, outside of just the president. Yeah. In the beginning, it's, like, daunting. Like, I always felt that way when I'd look at it. I'm like, I don't even... I don't don't know what I'm reading. I don't know that... Yeah. And I feel dumb. I don't. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep quiet, yeah. which is not 
the way you should do things, but that's just how it was. Yeah. Now I'm like, okay, it's okay to be dumb for a moment and then get past the dumb yeah. and try to and learn. Learn. Yeah. Um, that makes me think of two things. First thing, uh, I've also started to when people are doing the call arounds to like tell you about the kit different local. Like I've started being like. Yeah, I have time to listen to what this yeah, do, yeah. what what it's all about. That happened to me today while I was taking the bus. Uh, an LA number was calling me, and I was like, "Oh, you know, being an actor, we're always like, did I? What's this? Oh, casting agent? my big break." <laughs> <laughs> so I answered it, and it was yeah, like a local election uh, thing coming up, and they gave me the spiel, and I listened to the whole thing. I was like, "Great, yeah, I'll probably I'm gonna look into this some more and probably vote." Yes. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've started doing that, which has been helpful. And then uh, the second thing. Wait, what was my second thing? Uh, learning. Oh, okay. Okay. This is. <laughs> I'm having a hard time today. Um, the second thing, adults like will vary. This kind of goes into the category of being not wanting to learn about election stuff or feeling like you can't adults often don't take on new skills or try Mm. new things or learn new things because we, when you're a kid, you're constantly frustrated when you're learning. Like that's how you learn is you fail and you get better. You're never just like really good at something. But as adults, most of the stuff we do in our daily lives, we're like good at because we've been spending all of our life doing things, you know? And so we don't like to take on new skills because it, we hate that we get too frustrated, mm. you know, it's very rare that adults will do something like learn new, like learn a new skill, like the guitar or try something brand new for the first time. Cause we get so frustrated. We're not used to that feeling. Right. I mean, I know, I mean, when I was in groups, when everyone would start talking politics, like that was my least mm-hmm. strong like area of just conversation just because yeah. I was not informed. And part of it was being frustrated by, by yeah. it. And being angry and being like, I don't like the situation. I don't like the politics. I don't like what yeah. is going on. Yeah. But I don't know where to start. Where to st- yeah. And and it wasn't, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm an actor. I'm a, yeah. you know, I'm an arts guy. I'm going to just focus on that stuff. And we'll yeah. talk entertainment and movies. But yeah. at some point, you you got to just be okay with being like, look, I don't know. I want to ask. Yeah. What, who is that? Yeah. What are they doing? W- you know, are they good for us? Yes, on you know, whatever number, no yeah. on no, whatever number. I don't, yeah, I don't understand it, but and it's also just not wanting to look stupid. Like it yeah. really, that's a huge thing. Like as an adult, you don't want to seem stupid, yeah, and you don't want to seem like you've gone your whole life <laughs> not knowing <laughs> yeah. something, yeah. And that, everyone's embarrassed. To, yeah, it's like it comes from like a place of and this is i feel like it applies to so many things outside of like understanding politics but it comes from like a place of shame i feel mm-hmm. like or like yeah frustration and we don't we just got to it's cool it's okay to not know stuff and ask questions i always it's so hard to remember i mean improv definitely teaches has taught me that like it's okay to fail and the we fail constantly doing oh, improv. Yeah. The best um, thing to do is, is suck at it first, yeah. and then you'll not want to do that again. Yeah, you'll not want to fail again. Yeah, fail, and there's a silence across that crowd. Yeah, you will learn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's also like fine. Like nobody's gonna remember you failing. Really, I feel like I remember really good shows as opposed to really bad ones. I think that goes for maybe most things in life. Like you remember people doing really cool things, not the time that they like, it didn't work out. Oh, yeah. And especially, I mean, we're harder on ourselves, too. So mm-hmm. like, I'll totally walk away from something and be like, oh, my God, I did that. I can't believe I did that. Why did I do that? Yes. They're going to everyone hates me now. No one likes me. Yes. I'm never going to go back. <laughs> and then I go back and no one's thinking that. No yeah. one's feeling that. They found something you did that was great. And yeah. You you know we're hard on ourselves and and it's just being okay with yeah it's, it's gonna happen it's gonna it's gonna happen yeah. and we can I don't know I guess my message on this one is like it be we're all we can all keep trying. <laughs>
Um, I might have misspoken on the uh, Cajun Navy. I don't know if it's old military people. I think maybe I put that in because of the word Navy. Mm. But um, it started in... It started last year with the big flooding that happened in Louisiana. Um, and... Yeah, so they it's just like people came together and started this thing, the Cajun Navy. Sounds cool. To, yeah, as a like... Um, there wasn't a lot of media coverage on the flood and like people just basically... Yeah, it started as like local Avengers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doing good. Uh, all right, let's see what else oh well i was just telling you uh, i was just telling joe before we started we had some great conversations that you guys don't even get to hear but we were talking about i was just in san diego this weekend and they just reached their uh goal of helping a thousand homeless veterans secure uh housing which is um awesome that's it, it it's something they started um the housing commission project in san diego it's called housing our heroes and it started i think 19 months ago their original goal was to get a thousand people into secure housing in one year which is um that's that's a pretty hefty goal yeah, the good yeah under. yeah the guy uh the um housing commission president rick gentry said in this article he was like yeah i was a little like short-sighted on that maybe a little too <laughs> thinking and too aggressively about how that would actually work it took way longer than a year <laughs> <laughs> but it got done yeah that's um yeah and now they're working they want to have another thousand uh homeless people off of the street and into uh secure housing in the next 15 months because now they kind of have like a they have a system and like a plan that is working and they can that i think was part of it was like figuring out how to address uh their home like the homeless issue and how to successfully get more along like into long-term housing right um because you can't just be like here Here's a house. Here's a house. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's so much strings and, and funding that needs to go different places and, uh, yeah, different types of, like, counseling and all that that goes into it. So cool, though. That is great. Though. It's it's just, it is, like, thinking positively. Yes. That's great. Yes. That's very good. And I'm glad they're, like, actually have somewhere to go and, like, mm-hmm. off the street because there's so many dangers of just being homeless and being on the street and people perceive you in such an unfortunate way, especially a veteran. Yeah. Which yeah. is like, I don't even, that, that's the part that I'm getting, I'm trying to avoid is like, yeah. I don't get how that even happens or right. like there's not something oh, in, it's crazy. in place yeah. to like provide for them after having gone through so much for us. Yeah. Um, and you know, how we perceive people that are homeless. It's like, yeah, everyone has this, I don't know. That's a that's a really great task, and it's it is hard because you have to. I imagine there's funding that's not just like keeping them in the housing, and then, um, I mean, how do they like? It's like you're restarting your life. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you're essentially taking responsibility to restart a thousand people. Yeah, their life and hope that they can then take what they get from being in a housing situation yeah. and prosper yeah yeah it's yeah it's so much deeper than just here's a place like a a roof over your head it's like so much more than that there's so many strings attached to being a person in this world i was thinking about this the other day like there's just if you fall i feel like it's hard enough being in the the system i guess i'll call it like the day-to-day life it costs so much like i was thinking about this the other day it costs so much money just to get through one day as a regular adult and so many things to do and it's kind of overwhelming and then so if you fall out of that system to get back into it it's a lot it's i can't imagine what that is like that it would be very hard it's tough you know i'm uh i deal with social security Mm -hmm. and so for me it's like i get because of my disability I get some like financial, you know, aid and assistance yeah. monthly. And I think about like not having that and like the issues that go into 
whether or not you are like approved for that, which is like yes. if you're making anything, if you're working, but even though you have medical issues, but if you have medical issues, you can't be working over a certain amount or they're mm-hmm. going to take away your medical and your monthly. And it's like you, it's so easy for like one thing to go wrong. Yeah. To have a cycle and just like a downward spiral of like you lose it if you lose your job or if you yes. lose and you can't make rent and then suddenly mm-hmm. you're foreclosed or like yeah. evicted, then. You know, I always think about that when I get somebody who comes up to me and they ask for money. Yeah. They ask for change. And, you know, there's the stories and you hear them and you and I always take the side of, you know what? I'm going to believe them. Yeah. I'm going to give what I can. Yes. It's it's me. Like, I can always walk away from the situation knowing I did something. Yeah. Positive, whether or not whatever that goes towards. Yeah. That's not my journey. Right. That's not my part to. Yeah. But like, I always think about like, what if the string of events that happened like whatever that happened to me and then yeah. suddenly my phone died and i had no phone and then i'm yeah. like look i can just i just need money if you give me your phone i'll yeah. call somebody yeah and like these odd stories you think like oh that would never happen to no it yeah, could it very does. easily yeah. happen to anyone yeah yeah having a pot like and also people just people ignore homeless people so much it which is like such a i feel like even just acknowledging like that they're there like hi yeah here's yeah. a core because i feel like people treat them like they're invisible all the time which is my biggest i feel like it's so so hurtful i i've not had money but still engaged and still yeah. been like oh i'm sorry i really don't have I don't, anything yeah. right now and they're it's they're appreciative like yeah you didn't just walk away or treat them like trash yeah. or like get scared because yeah. you think they're going to do something to you i mean I kind of look at it like the daily life. I've met people who aren't homeless who have crazy like responses to things or act weird yeah. or like it's just taking a human. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like we're on a spectrum as humans. We're on a spectrum. Yeah. Some of us are crazy but have homes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so true. <laughs> I've dealt with more people who've had homes who are crazier to me than homeless people. Yeah. And it's like because it's not that aspect that makes them crazy. Yeah. There's other things. There's other yeah. Um, people are more dimensional than mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah, and humans are human. Nobody deserves to not be treated like a person. I will say though, if a homeless person has an animal, like a dog, mm-hmm. I a hundred times out of a hundred, I'm gonna give like so much money <laughs> and like food. Yeah, and go to a Seven Eleven yeah. and be like, "Here's for your Here. dog. Here's for yeah. you." Like, it just like that breaks my heart. All I know. The time. Which I mean, I will. It's kind of sad. It breaks my heart more for the for dogs sometimes. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, but but in general, like yeah. It does. And anyone, yeah, great. Yeah, anybody can. You just never know. You never know what's gonna happen. No. So let's all be nice to each other. Yes. Um. Yeah. I also I was thinking San Diego probably has a really high. I don't know, but, I, but there's such a huge military base there. Uh, so I bet their veteran homeless level is kind of high. Yeah, it makes me so mad that just how much of a problem that is that 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 we don't have the tools as a country to like support our veterans well. Especially if they have a, like, and you were just saying, like, oh, there's a huge base probably there. It's yeah. like, not that I'm saying everyone should be living on it, but there should be some system. Yeah. I, I don't better than what is currently happening and there are yeah. some cool um th- there are some cool like veteran programs out there but i feel like a lot of them are actually private again privately funded um and yeah oh well, well positive them, though. yeah they they are have a system that is working well and that's like the biggest thing. Once you have that in place, like mm-hmm. now it's a matter of like looking at that on a grander scale. Yeah. And then from there, it's that's just the yeah. start. Yeah. That's kind of what uh, Gentry was saying was like just psyched that they've figured out a good uh, way to address um, helping the homeless, which is cool. And to long term keep because that's the other thing. It's like. Yeah, it's such a huge, uh, inc- like an all-encompassing goal because the it it's a long-term, long-term deal. Yeah, yeah. Good job, San Diego.
Okay, since we were just talking about dogs, maybe I'll do Animal Corner early. A puppy mill just got shut down. Yeah. Bu busted. Good. And yeah, 117 animals were rescued. Um, it was a puppy. I forget that puppy mills like exist, but it was all Pomeranians, Yorkies, Multipoos, yeah. Shih Tzus. All these, pu they were just, yeah, there to breed and, yeah, puppy mill. And each of these dogs is going for 700 to $1,200 each. Um, 93 adult dogs and 22 puppies and two cats. <laughs> <laughs> just two cats just thrown in there <laughs> that, just for the hell of yeah. it. Just <laughs> That makes me think of 101 Dalmatians, like just the random other animals that get involved in that story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. In the movie. Um, yeah, the cat, like, helps them escape. That's what that makes me think of, a Disney movie. Um, they were, yeah. That was the story. I wish it was the cat. So, like, yeah. Just, like, unlocked everything <laughs> with their nails. Just yeah. Like, Follow you're me. free. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah. So... They were surrendered into the custody of the SPCA in Texas course texas <laughs> yeah uh, i don't know i don't really have anything against texas it's a huge state <laughs> but, you said, but you said like the puppy mill thing i, I always forget that that yes. that's a thing because i've always done the rescue thing and like re yeah. rescuing dogs like that's the way i think it should just everyone should get their animals yeah because there's so many that need homes. homes yeah and just like the idea of it just seems so just like that, that that wouldn't go on still and yeah. it just baffles me when i, I find out those stories that it's yeah. still a thing uh yeah it's it's crazy uh i love pomeranians and i wish i didn't because i want a pomeranian puppy so bad and i'm like ah, i can't be a like a blonde girl in los angeles who loves pomeranians. pomeranians i hate that i hate that i'm this person who loves but they're so cute but then yeah i'm like no i'm never gonna get a puppy one Unless it's from like randomly, they, somehow a puppy is at an adoption center. Yeah. But most of these fancy dogs come from puppy mills. Oh, yeah. Those, um, what are the other ones that have been the French? French bulldogs. Yeah. Those, like, I heard, I was at the bank once and this woman was talking about how she spent like four grand on her French bulldog and it was like, she called it, it was custom made. Oh my which, God. I'm just like, that's, it just, that, like, sent a chill. I up my hate spine that. and she was like oh yeah it has like a purple coating like a velvet like uh, like and it, all i could think of was like what went into the genetics on that to like yeah force that into making that kind of dog and oh. and spending that much money and i hate that yeah it's um also isn't it bold is it french bulldogs or regular bulldogs they actually yeah, they're not like supposed to exist. It is um they were like made by human like the oh, yeah. Is it regular bulldogs? I feel like it's the French bulldog. No. Cuz they can't breathe. It's like really oh. hard for them to breathe. Yeah. Uh and yeah, they've been like basically genetically engineered yeah. uh, by humans to be this dog that they are, but the, it's like but they don't live very long at all. Ooh. I can't remember which it's I feel like it's maybe it's just a regular bulldog. I saw a pug husky once. Whoa. My old manager had a pug has a pug husky. And that is the most frightening thing. I can't even it's, imagine it's what that is. It's got a pug is. face but a husky body. Ah, <laughs> that's kind of what I was imagining, but I was imagining the opposite. I was imagining like a tiny pug body <laughs> with like a huge husky head on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, weird. Yeah. But I mean, even my, like mine's a chihuahua pug. Like he's, mm -hmm. and like he has a hard time breathing. He has yeah. like a reverse sneezing that happens all the yeah. time, which I don't know if you've ever witnessed that. Yeah. It's a frightening sound, but it's normal. It's just like a reverse sneeze. It sounds like they're choking, uh, but it'll go on for like two to three minutes. Oh my God. And they're fine. Yeah. And there's nothing like, you can't bring them to a vet and like have them do something. Yeah. It's just because their system is so, um, cause the breathing issue is the same thing yeah. with like the bulldogs. Maybe it's maybe it is pugs that I'm thinking of. Okay. I can't remember. Because their respiratory system is terrible. Bad, yeah. Yeah. Um 
Mine was a rescue. Yeah, no. No, you're okay. No, that's why it's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. I didn't, I didn't say I want Chihuahua and I want a pug because on paper that does not sound good. No, <laughs> that sounds bad. Yeah, I want a custom-made <laughs> pug Chihuahua. <laughs> um, well, all these puppies are okay now. Good. And yeah, I'm so glad. Did they get like dispersed into different? I imagine like different. Uh, SPCA, SPA, yeah, or uh, yeah, that'd I be think a lot to bring. That is a lot. It is like 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. <laughs> so many dogs. <laughs> it's too many dogs. It's too many. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think probably they uh, spread them out. They um, they all went to Dallas okay. at the organization's the main organization's uh, facility. Um, yeah and then i imagine yeah they would have that's there's too many dogs just, <laughs> there was, yeah. <laughs> one area that's just, yeah that's, i don't oh know I, I know it's even even if it's like a shelter i just imagine like it's like the prison system thing of like here we're gonna bring you a hundred new inmates yeah. like, <laughs> and what go like ah no that's we don't have the resources yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh god we don't have the puppy chow for it yeah <laughs> about san diego we talked about julio oh here's one that i have been meaning to talk about for like three weeks now <laughs> in every episode i'm like i'll wait and talk about it next week um this is cool this is this program um in london and it's called restoration station it's a design um like furniture restoration and design uh, place. I cannot use any of my words today, so I'm just you're, back you're to like kindergarten okay. level. It's a place where they make stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they and they um, they run design uh, and making workshops to help people overcome a- addiction because they feel uh, like creativity plays a really important role in helping people recover, and that also they learn a new skill, they have a routine, they get oh, to nice. make something with their hands, which I feel like is such a therapeutic and rewarding thing. It's gratifying, it's yeah. Just so yeah, and empowering. You're like, I made this. I can do anything. Yeah, now. I made yeah. this thing, and so they restore. Uh, yeah, it's a nonprofit where they restore furniture basically and make very, very cool looking stuff. And they are doing a show at the um, at the uh, London Design Festival, and e- like different addicts, each or recovering addicts. That sounded harsh. These <laughs> addicts come in here and they paint these chairs. <laughs> they uh, they each did their own piece. Um, and they're all really beautiful. Here, I'll show you a photo. Yeah. Um, but the the idea behind it, like kind of the message behind oh. it, is like society is so addicted to stuff. And so there's kind of a message behind it of like um, consumerism in general and our own addictions. And like we as a society are so addicted to stuff, but we don't really talk like there's such a stigma against other addictions you know right now, i get that itch when i go past ikea all the time oh my god like, yes Ooh, i want that i want that, <laughs> I want I want that. that. i'll go on the website it's just like that's like my free time it's just yes like, mm, let me look what can i Ooh, that coffee table looks really yeah maybe i'll get that but it, it is true consumerism like that idea because mm-hmm. i think about it a lot and i'm like oh you know i get by I think like every period of my life where I've like upgraded yeah. my furniture in my life. Yeah. I always also think like after spending so much money or being like, I need this, I need that. Yes. Um, my girlfriend always gets on me about having like, I have endless knickknacks. Yeah. Of things like that have no you do? purpose. I love that about, that's well, such a great fact to learn about you. <laughs> well, I have like, I have like, vin- I, I have like old cameras and things mm-hmm. that like are cool, but they are a pain when you move a lot. Yeah. And you have to put them back out on a bookshelf and like yeah. find the right spot for them. Yeah. And they don't do anything. I don't yeah. use them. <laughs> They're just there. It's like bookends. Yeah. For things. And I'm like, why do I have this? Yeah. <laughs> and like over time I've gotten better and I've had to because she's forced me to like get rid of stuff over time. Yeah. But like 
it's just like it's like oh we need this because we see it in someone else's house or we see yeah. it um just because it's like but i've gotten by with like a chair tables yeah. like a standard coffee table like yeah. i don't need mm-hmm. all these crazy things that i am told i that, need that like, we're supposed to have yeah but for that like for the whole like recovery thing yeah i think that's great because i think the worst thing that happens are a lot of times when you find yourself in like an addiction situation and addictions come in all forms yeah so not even just drug addictions i mean i could say i'm a coffee addict like, yeah but like i've i've literally handled boredom by making a cup of coffee mm-hmm. or being like i need this in order to do something else like yes Ooh, i'm gonna write i need to make a pot of coffee yeah because that's what i do why yeah. i don't know yeah <laughs> that's what i do and i yeah having that time filled with stuff i find like when i'm busier i don't need it and i can go a day mm-hmm. and be like oh i didn't actually have coffee today and i didn't die yeah like yeah i'm fine i can yeah. live without it um and i mean that's obviously such a small thing but i feel like that translates to yeah no, it totally like does. boredom and like you get into like drinking or you're like you're doing it not mm-hmm. just because it's a socially thing because you've got time to kill and mm-hmm. you don't have anything to do and yeah and finding an outlet and finding a positive way to like yeah oh i'm gonna do this thing instead which is actually visually i'm seeing progress I'm yeah seeing i made something yep that's great that's, i think it's so cool i'd buy one of those things. yeah they're so beautiful you guys, you can't see these chairs, but they're very pretty. They're very They're nice. like art pieces and also chairs. Um. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if I'd want to sit in them. I feel like... Yeah, I'd probably be... <laughs> leave it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so cool. And also, oh, another part. I forgot about this. They A lot of their furniture, they pull out from the dump or like track you know uh, a lot of the materials and are diverted from a landfill and salvaged or donated but um so it encourages sustainability as well as opposed to consumption which is cool and i also feel like that's pretty symbolic as well of like taking something that's damaged and making it into something beautiful yeah 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 i love it Uh, okay, we'll do hometown news now. Um, this girl, this woman started this program or this nonprofit. Oh, Joe's from Brooklyn, everybody. Yeah. There's uh, no good news in Brooklyn. <laughs> there's a lot of cool... Uh, I had a hard time too. There's like a bunch of others that I started to trail down, but didn't read like enough to be able to talk about it. I opened too many windows. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I just need to pick one, but there were a lot of cool things that came up. Um, but the one that I read all the way through that I'll talk about is this woman, uh, Kara or Kara, uh, Scofflestads. And she started this nonprofit called fighting pretty. She started it out of her apartment in Brooklyn. Um, she was 26 years old living in Brooklyn when she was diagnosed with breast cancer. <clears throat> and she had to have a double mastectomy, chemotherapy, radiation, fertility treatments, and hormone therapy. And during her treatment, a friend of hers gave her a pair of pink boxing gloves. And it was like her personal symbol to keep oh, fighting. Yeah. And so she, when she got through her treatment, then she found out a a family friend of hers also was then diagnosed with breast cancer. And so she passed the boxing gloves along to her friend and also like a box of like nice uh, makeup. And she said it, put it together in like a pretty package. And then um, she and then her boxing gloves like ended up being passed on to five other people. It's like people were fighting and surviving. And so she came up with this idea called fighting pretty, which is uh, like I said, she started it out of her apartment where she just puts together packages of uh, nice things for women who are trying fighting cancer and it includes like uh tiny pink boxing gloves but also um uh some things like 
pretty things like scarves or nail polish or jewelry. Um, she said to encourage and empower women to remember how strong and beautiful they are, whether or not they have, because some they have no hair or or they do have right. hair, they don't have hair, they have breasts or no breasts, they're still incredible, like amazing women. And she packages it up really pretty, which is also, I think, great. Like getting a nice looking package is so exciting. Who, I mean, I love getting any mail, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it happens so rarely now. I mostly only get trash mail. Yeah. And when something real is in the mail. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's all uh, funded through donation. So you can, it's usually gifted from somebody who knows them and she'll send it. Um, and each box comes with the same greeting that says, hello, beautiful on it. Um, yeah. That's I just really think cool. that's, I, I think it's, it's like a, an, it's a nice, like have a visual reminder of what you're going after, what yes. you're trying to overcome. Cause it's one thing to have people tell you that, or like having that support around. Yes. But there's, is a, like just like having something in your possession mm -hmm. that was given to you. It's like a responsibility to stay strong. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, and it's cool. It's just, it's coming from people who've gone through it too. Yeah. So it's not just like this non like name company that right. like, has no face that feels That's very. That's like, here's some makeup. Feel pretty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because <laughs> in the wrong hands, that could be really yeah. bad. Yeah, but like it's that this is a really like empowering thing. I think I think there should be more of this for for every like for yeah. every obstacle you have to overcome. Like yeah, I mean I would like that. Just like <laughs> I didn't get my job. Like yeah, stay strong. Like, stay go strong. Get it. Like it, there's just something I think when someone gives you something or when you're mm -hmm. like that message, it, it does it, it helps just. Because you need to be in the right state of mind. Yeah. That, like, being in the right state of mind is everything when you're yeah. dealing with these these situations. Yeah. And so that's that's awesome. Like, yeah. That's such a great visual. I Yeah, I like it. It's so much more symbolic than, like, a bottle of nail polish. <laughs> and, like, yeah. I cannot imagine. I feel like it would be so hard to have a double mastectomy. Um, and... I don't know. It's like so much of it's weirdly bizarre, but so much of being a woman, you identify with like your face or your mm. like how you look, your body, your curves. Like, and so to have that be taken away would be hard, so hard to deal with. And so I like that too, even though I'm, I'm not really like a, oh, here's some makeup, feel pretty. Like the idea of, no, you're still the same person you were right. before this, even if you don't have hair or you can't wear makeup like you're still the same person yeah um yeah i think i think it's cool i really like also that she started it out of her apartment and um that she just is supporting other women going through the same thing it's i'm cool. all for like any story that's like starts out with a it started from my apartment, yes, from my garage. I'm me like, too. Yes. Tell me all about it. I want to know everything. <laughs> I, I want to subscribe to it. I want to, whatever I can do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So fighting pretty, I guess, if you want to send anybody a pretty package. Uh, she's based, she moved to Portland now, so. Oh, nice. But it started in Brooklyn, so it counts. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta ask you about a personal good news story. Okay. This is my favorite part. Um, you gotta tell me a time in your life that, uh, yeah, a positive, something that affected you in a positive way, big or small. Okay. Well, I mean, this is kind of a great way to segue from what we just talked about. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, like, so when I was 11, mm -hmm. um, I was at the doctor's. And a doctor who was not my primary let it slip that. So I was born disabled. Mm -hmm. And that's what I always knew from 10 to 11. Yeah. I was disabled. Yeah. And the doctor who was not my primary, uh, who didn't know the situation that my mom had kind of created, uh, let it slip that I was actually HIV positive. That oh. I was born HIV positive, And that was actually what my physical ailment was. And that affected me uh, neurologically which mm -hmm. caused issues with growth and development. Yeah. Um, 
so then I found out the whole thing and the whole story of me being told I wasn't going to live past four. Holy cow. And that I was never going to get out of my wheelchair. I was never going to walk. Um, and I also told that I wouldn't, that I couldn't share it from my mom because at that time kids were being protested against in schools and being kicked out because they were HIV positive what? and the parents were afraid that their kids yeah. would be affected by, by us. What? So yeah, there were actually protests where like, parents would protest outside of schools if they found out there was a kid with HIV. Oh my God. This was like early, I mean, early 90s. So yeah, geez, sounds happened. like it. God, yeah. <laughs> trash time. <laughs> that's and, so terrible. And so for me, you know, I had I went till I was seventeen without talking about it. Um, oh my gosh! Because I was afraid, you know. Yeah. And of course, life works the way it works. Yeah. Uh, the week after I find out in health class, guess what we're learning about? Mm. HIV and HIV death rates. Oh my god! And here was a thing I had no idea I had, and suddenly yeah. I'm warning it's this destructive thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I kept that in for a very long time and eventually I got into theater. Yeah. And if you've ever done theater or <laughs> acting, you know, it's like therapy. Yeah. And one day, the thing that we were told to do, which is go on stage in front of all of our classmates and tell them something you've never told anyone. Woof. <laughs> so I was like, well, you know what? This is a literal platform. Yeah. And I said, you know, my name's Joseph Kibler and I'm HIV positive and literally it changed everything. Wow. Being able to be open about it, I, one, I never had stage fright since that day. Yeah. Because how can you <laughs> yeah. after tell your biggest secret yeah. on stage in front of people? And I just went the exact opposite. I decided from that moment, I'm going to share it with everyone. Yeah. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to do what I can to uh, educate and advocate mm-hmm. for people with HIV and be the, the non stigma or the non like stereotype yeah because i wasn't i'm heterosexual yeah caucasian non-drug user yeah uh, male who was born hiv positive yeah i'm the exact opposite of what that stigma was at the time right. yeah who dealt with it and went on to more physical therapy i went from the wheelchair to crutches to cane yeah and i did in 2000 god i think it's 11 10 I did 6.2 miles in the LA AIDS walk. Oh, cool. And that's what my documentary was, which I filmed. Yes. And we did the entire walk and we did the training and that was part of the documentary. But that's a point in my life that I love to share because it was a moment that could have been defining me. Yeah. It could have ended me. Um, and here, you know, I always thought, well, I'm going on now. You know, they said I wasn't going to go past four. I'm going on 24 years of borrowed time. Yeah. So I'm going to do whatever I can to make it worth it. Wow. Um, so I love that so much. That's such a, this is a great story, Joe. <laughs> Joseph, sophisticated boy, Joseph. <laughs> this, <laughs> um, I mean, that's incredible. I can't, uh, I had no idea that, um, th- yeah, I just, well, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that you were supposed to not live past four that's crazy. I was so I was I went through the time where AZT wasn't on the market, HIV meds weren't out. Yeah. So I was actually on the original drug trials as an infant in National Institute of Health in Maryland. Holy cow. Um so I was born a twin. Um my brother and I were both obviously HIV positive, yeah. both uh, physically uh disabled. Um but we were brought into NIH mm-hmm. and we were given different medications to test the effects and the strength of yeah. them on infants who had the same DNA. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the medicine they gave him wasn't as strong and he ended up passing at 15 months. Oh my gosh. Um, but we were a part of that that whole process. We, I've been on every drug trial that they've come out with since then. Um, wow. Every medication pretty much. Yeah. Um, I've pretty much, I always say I'm like the birth of HIV, like, the yeah. development of it. So I went from the t- period of just after it was this insane epidemic and people yeah. were dropping four weeks or like once they found out within yeah. like weeks yeah, um, to finding a way to work around it. Wow. And so, yeah, I didn't, they didn't know what to expect. Um, my mom raised us on a very like, this might be the last year of your life. Yeah. So we want to do whatever we can. So she'd always, I mean, 
God's sake, she probably put herself into so much debt trying to take <laughs> us on carnival, like cruises and yeah. like going to vacations every year and going to any events we wanted to. Getting like she lived that way of like we may not and she may not because she was positive mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, we don't know, and it still affects me today. Like I'm terrible at saving money. Yeah, I always live like well, I want I want it now. Like, yeah, I'm very much a now person, which is is that's where I'm at now. It's like I've got to realize like oh wait. I'm actually going to be here. Right. So I got to start. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I live I live the now too and I I have I got a little bit of credit card debt going on and <laughs> I say yes to things sometimes maybe when I should be like saving money instead, but it's like what you don't know. Life is no. short. No. You don't want to say no to something and then uh I mean the next day not wake up. That's like <laughs> my yeah, worst I mean, nightmare literally. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the irony of my life would be like I've lived through all of this. I'm going to get hit by a bus. Right. Like, <laughs> or like I always talk about like I'm going to find like they're going to get development on how to like help people out of wheelchairs like physical development. I'm yeah. just going to be too old. I'm going to break a hip. <laughs> like at that point I'm like Yeah. So it's like what why? Like yeah. why wait? Yeah, just why wait? Enjoy it. Like live yeah. life now. We only, I mean, we don't know what's next. No. Uh, yeah, live life now. Hopefully my credit card debt doesn't follow me. <laughs> yeah, I know. That would be... <laughs> Heaven is a place where you got to pay off your credit card debt before <laughs> you can come. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you got some unfinished debt. business down there. Uh, <laughs> Get to the pearly gates. Be like, oh, we're going to need you to go over to billing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're doing a balance transfer. To your having credit card, um, th- yeah, I knew you were. I knew you were HIV positive because you've talked about it, but I, I didn't realize. I guess I never put together. Yeah, you grew up in the nineties. Like I just never put together what that that must have been like. Did your Did your mom know? Has she known for a long time, or did she also find out in so the nineties? She found out. So I'll just you know, I, it's in the documentary, so it's no secret here. Yeah. Um, my father unknowingly transmitted, uh, got HIV by Mm -hmm. unfortunately cheating Mm. and gave it to my mom Mm. unknowingly. Um, but they didn't find out until my brother John and I were born. Holy cow. And we weren't developing. Yeah. We, they literally went through the entire checklist of every medical thing that could be going on. Oh my gosh. And that was the last one. And when they tested us, you know, they took her aside and they said, if it comes positive for them, that means... You know, it's positive for you. And, you know, she's not very open about it. She's yeah. still, you know, because that was the time period of that. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, we found out and. Holy cow. And, yeah, I mean, developed differently and it's it's changed. I mean, I, I think about kids now who are born with it and there's yeah. even people who transmit it or get it yeah. now where it's like one pill yeah. and we've gotten to a point, but we've also gotten to a point where. It's starting to become complacent. Yeah. Where a lot of people who look at HIV look at it as this like like any other potential sexually transmitted disease right, yeah. or like, oh, well, it's just one pill, whatever. Yeah. Which is not the case. And I, mean, yeah. I grew up with it where it's devastating and it yeah. does affect you every day. Yeah. Your immune system, your body. Yeah. My way was a rare disorder. So it affected the gray matter of my brain. So it affected the basal ganglia. Well. And that was only had happened to a handful of people. Yeah. So I technically don't have a physical diagnosis. Like, I don't have cerebral palsy. Yeah. Or MS. Or, like, I I don't have any diagnosis other than wow. HIV. Yeah. Um, but the closest thing I always say it's CP. Or if I'm passing somebody on a bus. Yeah. And they ask, and they will ask. That's. I just say CP. <laughs> That's so crazy palsy. to me. Joseph has some crazy story. The stuff people yeah. at strangers have said to you is. Oh, everything from inspirational, like, yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> Just randomly. I've gotten cars, like, drive by, I go, you go get it. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm getting. I'm just crossing the street. Yeah. I'm just but, going about my life. But to, like, or just blatant, like, what happened to you? That's... I got, I got pulled over in Texas. Texas. Freaking Texas, uh, With man. a friend of mine who was driving, and he was going over the speed limit. Yeah. And the guy came around to my side. And actually, I open the door. So I open the door and I go to get out with my cane. And yeah. he stops me and he goes, what's wrong with you? Oh, my God. And I go, I have a disability. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you stay in the car. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> people are insane. Are <laughs> I love people. Yeah, they're so, they're, 
They're super funny. They weren't the way they were. I wouldn't have so much material. Yeah. So that's the positive. Yeah, that is a positive. <laughs> yeah, your stories of people like pulling over their cars to get out and like give you oh, prayers, prayers <laughs> or like inspirational moments. And you're like, I'm running late to an audition. I have to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't do this right now. Yeah. I had a woman last week. She grabbed my trash bag from me in my apartment complex. And she's like, can I take this to the trash for you? I'm like, I'm fine. I can do it. She's like, yeah. no, for me. Oh, well, at least she's being honest. Yeah. Like, All right. You go ahead. If it helps you, you today. Yeah. Great. Great. <laughs> Self-serving pity volunteer. Yeah. yeah. Like, How is this supposed to make me feel? Like, yeah. No, no, please. This, this is will make me. me feel so good today. <laughs> All right. I guess. I feel good now. <laughs> yeah. I have to carry it all the way to the trash. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I helped you. I helped you today. Frankly, yeah. is what it sounds like. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, that is, you're you just have an amazing story. I still, I am. So, I apologize. I haven't watched your documentary no, yet. I wanted to watch it. Actually, I was like, I should watch it today before he comes over, so we can talk about it. But I am. Uh, I want to watch it like yeah. this week. Um, it's so cool. It's so cool. It's on. It's so it's, it's available it? on Amazon. Amazon, yeah. Amazon on Xbox Video or Xbox Play. I forget. That's called Google Play and iTunes. Yeah, and a bunch of other random ones. I don't know. Like, there's random platforms. Yeah, but all the streams. The main, yeah, all the streams. <laughs> all the streams. So uh, cool. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did festivals for like a year. Two years. Mm-hmm. Um, did the Burbank Film Festival in Times Nola where we won Best Documentary. So cool. Uh, it's, it, was, it was a six years process. Yeah. So starting from film school. Wow. It was my thesis. Yeah. And then it just unraveled. What a cool thesis. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a thesis that was supposed to be a PSA on the AIDS walk and why people go to AIDS walks and yeah. what their stories were. Yeah. And my very blunt film theory teacher who i'm now one of my best friends yeah who was the director of the documentary nice um pulled me aside and said why is a kid with cp yeah want to do what aids walk psa yeah i told him my story and he was like that's that's the story yeah not anyone else yeah and he took a hold of it and what i ended up giving as my thesis was like a trailer for the documentary cool and we literally spent five years after that that's awesome that's amazing Mm, um, I don't, yeah, I'm just like smiling and shrugging my shoulders right now <laughs> for all you listeners who aren't on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> Which I hope is a lot of people. Yeah. That'd be very creepy. <laughs> just the curtain open. Yeah, there's it's just strangers. <laughs> a very silent, respectful audience. I forgot to tell you, I bring a hundred people over every time we record to my 500 square foot apartment. <laughs> Um. Yeah, man, you're so cool. <laughs> that is truly how I feel right now. I'm just so glad that I had you on, and um, I think you your story me. is amazing, and it's so. You're also just like so funny and talented, Aww. and such a good person. Stop, but please. I'm glad to know you, and I'm so glad to have you on the pod, on the old pod. I'm glad to be on here on the old pod. Yeah, and um, I mean, at this point, everyone will have already heard the intro, but I record an intro se- separately, and we're gonna talk, and I'm gonna plug the documentary. Let's all go watch it, including myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Um. Thank you for being here, and uh, everybody have some. Oh, maybe go learn a new thing learn a new thing yeah and don't be afraid to fail or yeah be dumb or, yeah um rescue an animal yes uh, take 117 <laughs> <laughs> animals <laughs> that's actually your audience yeah <laughs> it's all those animals from dallas being like yeah and the cat's like i brought him here <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, Good news later, everybody. Have a great week. Bye.
and a BoardWalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardWalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.